daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray. I'm the founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation, and we are on a mission to help fund women. And speaking of that, today I have on a very exciting guest. She's an amazing entrepreneur. She founded a product that was needed in a specific niche market that didn't exist, and we are going to talk about that. I want to welcome to the show the founder of Xena Workwear, Anastasia Kraft. Hi, Anastasia. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. You know, I just love meeting extraordinary entrepreneurs who, you know, see that there's something that doesn't exist that they actually need themselves. And then they actually go and design and create it and manufacture it and distribute it. I am like always blown away by that kind of, you know, chutzpah. So yeah, uh, I, I love that as well. And that that's partly how I was inspired to solve the problem by seeing other people identifying issues in their life and the U.S. is the perfect environment to start a business. So Absolutely. Well, um, I want to talk about what that product is. But first, I always like people to get to know my uh, guest. And you have an interesting background. Uh, let's tell everybody where you were born and how you made your way to the U.S. Yeah, um, the sh short answer is always I'm from Germany. But uh, the long, longer story is I was actually born in Kazakhstan um, and moved to Germany when I was 10 years old with my family. My dad had German roots. And so Germany was bringing a lot of people back who had uh, some, some sort of German roots. And that's how I came to Germany in 2000. Um, it was a very interesting experience growing up in Kazakhstan. It's a very different culture. And then moving to Germany, um, like I, that was a culture shock in the beginning, but a positive one. I loved uh, going to school, picked up German very quickly and decided to go into engineering. So I studied international project engineering, uh, which was perfect for me because it combined over 50% different engineering subjects and the other less than 50% were different languages and project management and um, innovation management. So I could not have studied only physics or only Spanish. And that was this perfect program that was almost designed for me. <laughs> Uh, because I was interested in so many different topics. I love uh, that. And I love that you were born in Kazakhstan. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people didn't even know if like that was a real place because of the Barat yeah. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, before <laughs> that movie, nobody knew where Kazakhstan Where you were born. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I know. And then you were like, oh, I don't want anybody to know. You know, <laughs> that movie was yeah, so like, crazy. Yeah, yeah that, it was a little crazy. <laughs> it did. It actually did put it on the map. So that's funny that you were actually born there. Um, and then and, and then grew up in Germany, as you just said. Um, so I imagine it was uh, a little bit of culture shock when you came to the U.S., but uh, maybe in a good way. Yeah, definitely. So the, the reason why I came to the U.S. was because it was an international program. We all had to do our internships abroad. So I applied in so many different countries and in Asia and South America. And I was looking for something very exotic. 
And then out of the offers that I received, I actually accepted the one in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And people who know Wisconsin, it's a small, very small town uh, in, here in Wisconsin. And I worked at a German steel cutting tool facility, which was incredibly interesting. But that so is a, so a manufacturing to, yes. company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So and what what made you decide to pick Wisconsin, like of all your choices? Yeah, uh, the other choice was in Central America and it was for a solar company. I was very passionate about the product and um, and the company. But um, the situation in El Salvador uh, was very dangerous at the time. Mm-hmm. And they said, you will be getting this beautiful house right at the beach, but you will not be able to go anywhere without um, without other people without assistance i'm like i i love freedom and i would hate to be stuck in a house and um that's why i decided to come to the u.s the position sounded incredibly interesting and just looking at the map of the united states i love to travel you have everything you want here you have mountains forests beaches deserts so it was just the perfect place for me to explore and i honestly fell in love with milwaukee wisconsin it's a hidden gem um, for people who have not never been here, I would highly recommend to come visit as after <laughs> uh, the economy will reopen, after the vaccines will be rolled out and uh, yeah. the more places will reopen, like Milwaukee is a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Yeah, I've heard that. I've never been there, but I have heard that. So I'll have to put that on the list of p- travel destinations. Um, so that's where you are now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and so let's get into this. So you were a project engineer and you saw a need for a product that didn't exist. Let's talk about that, because there are so many male dominated industries like manufacturing. And then this product that you came up with also uh, spilled over into a need in other industries like the car industry, the nuclear uh, industry aerospace. So let's talk about what that product was that you saw where there was a need for. So you designed and created it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great question. Uh, when I moved to the U.S. after I finished my degree and moved to the U.S. to work for this project management consulting company, um, I was focused to work in manufacturing with manufacturing clients specifically. And my responsibility was to help them develop multi-million dollar project plans for highly critical projects. And it was almost part of my contract that I had to dress professionally. So I was in many cases, the only woman in the room with 10 to 20 engineers. And I had to be confident. I had to dress professionally, um, learned so much during that whole experience I love working manufacturing and then the challenge was that every time we wrapped up those meetings all the guys would say all right a great meeting let's go out on the manufacturing floor and just check on that project that we just discussed and and, uh, people who have ever worked in manufacturing and construction jobs they know you need PPE you need steel-toed boots so I had to was the only one who had to run back to my desk and put on my clunky terrible safety boots that were actually designed for men and I felt incredibly uncomfortable I felt like a clown walking through the shop floor and I found out that I was not the only one with this frustration because after doing some research I found out a lot of the safety shoe companies applied the shrink it and pink it concept where they take a men's boot make it smaller and make it pink or purple and sell it as women's well you know 
a clunky pink boot does not actually help me feel confident in a room of engineers leading incredibly important projects. So it kind of started out of my own frustration. And that was the first step to say, I want to create a better product for women that will help them not only to be safe, but also be confident because that is an incredibly important factor, especially working in male dominated industries. Yeah. So, uh, on your site, Xena Workwear, you have the boots I saw that you developed that are made for women in these various industries, like we said, the car industry, nuclear industry, aerospace, and I'm sure others, um, like you said, construction or whatever, where, you know, women need to wear this paraphernalia um, that is made for men, but you know, they were just making it in a smaller size, but it mm-hmm. really didn't fit. It looked clunky and it was uncomfortable. And Um, you know, so I think it's brilliant that you said, you know, this doesn't exist, so I'm just going to create it. Uh, tell us that process. Cause I know you had to research it and design it and get it manufactured. Like, how did you do that? Yeah. Oh, really good question that I get asked a lot. Like, how did you, you don't, I don't have a safety shoe or footwear background at all. People say like, how did you just design safety shoes so in the beginning um first of all I talked to a lot of women and to make sure like is this an actual need or am I the only one who's so frustrated and after conducting different focus groups and talking to so many different women across the U.S. and in Germany and identifying yes there's a clear need for better steel-toed boots um I did some research on what are the actual safety standards in the United States and here they're called ESCM standards and every country has its own standards. Europe has its own set of standards. So in the beginning, I did a lot of research. I wrote a business plan, tried to learn like what are the boundaries that I'm working with? Like how can I create a stylish shoe that will still meet all the different safety features? And after I learned that I worked, I kind of sketched the shoes myself, like roughly what I wanted to see and then found a shoe designer on Upwork. Um, She's wonderful she has been traveling all over the world but it was incredibly reliable she just <laughs> created our beautiful and design how did you find this shoe designer uh it's a platform called upwork um so you can find different free- freelancers online depending on your need and we happened to find this wonderful woman who helped us create a tech pack that we then took to a manufacturer in mexico and told, told them I, I had to pitch five different manufacturers all of them wanted to work with us and we selected one that I thought would be the best fit for us. So it took us a while, about a year to develop five different prototypes until I was finally happy with the model that we then had to send in for testing. Another aspect is these shoes have to go through a lot of testing. So they, uh, they test the steel toe caps so they drop a weight on it to make sure it, it can protect your toes and if something falls. They test for slip resistance. They burn them for heat resistance and wow. chemical resistance. There's a lot of testing that the boots go through. So yeah, and after we passed that, um, we kind of decided to build out the website finally um, and launch with one product in May of 2019. Wow. And do you have other products in the pipeline? Yeah, we uh, since then we developed more products uh, more beautiful products um, for people who can, uh, if you can see the video, I'm, I'm showing one of 
the first model that we created, the gravity shoe, it's designed for engineers. It has a small heel based on Canadian safety standards, a protective toe cap. And then since then, we uh, listened to women's feedback and created a safety boot that um, has a lower heel, more ankle coverage, an electric hazard certification. And so, yeah, we have five models now and are working on two more, one for women in, in construction specifically, and another one for uh, women in manufacturing and food production, hospitalities, these type of roles. That's fantastic. I love that. Wow, you are so bold. So you went to Mexico <laughs> and met with these manufacturers and had them create uh, the prototype and now they they make them for you. And uh, do they do the fulfillment or you have to find another company that does that? Uh, we, we get the boots delivered to our warehouse uh, here in Milwaukee. Initially, it was in a different part of the U.S., but we realized it's so important to have the control when it got really busy during holiday, during a holiday season. We could not help out at the warehouse. So now, most of the days, I have different roles, like recording a podcast or <laughs> developing a new product. And there are other days where we show up at the warehouse to make sure everything's organized or health shipped. So it's, we wear so many different hats. Um, yeah, so we fulfill through... Um, the help of our warehouse and our website is the main driver of sales, zenaworkwear.com. That's great. Um, how did you come up with the name uh, Zenaware? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, we were brainstorming different names and I asked my friends, like, okay, I'm looking for a name that sounds like a badass woman. <laughs> and they threw out different options and Zena stuck with me and like I'm like okay Zena it is and and yeah the, the rest is history then I mean I love it it's perfect it's like Zena the warrior I get it I mean that yeah, was yeah. a perfect name I was just wondering how you came up with it yeah yeah exactly um so the next step is that you're looking for funding to scale the business so you'll be uh pitching to uh possible investors maybe venture capital, uh, mm -hmm. uh, right? Um, do, do you know which way you're going to go? Because, you know, I always talk about this, that there's there's so many different ways that people can grow their business. It could be an SBA loan, small business loan. It could be a crowdfunding is a new way too. Uh, of course, getting angel investors um, and then venture capital, which can really be a challenge for women because we get less than 2% of venture capital and you have to be really already off and running in a big way to get venture capital typically, although more and more are popping up. Uh, there are some out there that um, are specifically catering to women like Golden Seeds and OSEA, which is in Orange County, um, Portfolia. Um, so there are different ones that are popping up that are trying to get behind women founded businesses, but it is um, difficult. Do you know which route you're going to go? And perhaps if anybody's uh, listening on the uh, podcast that thinks, Hey, this is really a cool idea. I'd love to get behind it and get in on the ground floor. Um, what type of investment are you looking for? Um, we're still, Deciding, I think we will go the VC route. And actually, we raised our seed round through venture capital in 2019. Wow, and that's it impressive. Was, it was difficult. I, I can 100% relate to the fact that a lot of the 
it's very challenging for women because most of the time when I showed up at the pitch event, there were about 30 to 50 men um, who didn't, who were incredibly interested in tech companies who did not get our concept. They're like shoes for women, steel toes, like what is that? <laughs> but luckily um, we were able to find a lead investor who saw the potential uh, we're incredibly happy with them. They're based in Chicago, um, called Starting Line. Um, yeah, and I would love to get more women involved um, in the next round because I think those women who invested in us, they are incredibly passionate about what we're doing and are helping us along the way. And I think it should also be a message to more women like you can. I think more women should go into this investment world. I would love to do that in the future as well. Um, like, I think not enough women learn even about stock investing and how to become an angel investor. And I love that you provide this platform where more women can learn how to be part of this um, entrepreneurial culture and fund businesses. You know what? Uh, I love what you're saying because uh, one of the things you just said is one thing I really believe in is once you said, once I become a super successful businesswoman, I want to be an angel investor. And that is the best advice you could be giving to people is to say, hey, if you are a successful woman, there are other options than just investing in stocks or bonds or even real estate, that you could invest in another woman's business. And this is an amazing one that you have. It's such a specialized niche and it's just brilliant uh, that they could get behind you, uh, the Xena Workwear, and be a part of something that uh, they invest in and then you win, they win because uh, they're an investor. They can uh, benefit from it, um, monetize it. Um, and so it's very exciting for women to become angel investors. They get to hear about all kinds of innovations like yours that they otherwise wouldn't probably even know about. Um, and let's face it, many women throughout the uh, centuries and uh, decades have uh, invented things that have helped change the world and made it a better place. But you also hit on a really key important thing, what you just said, and that is when you go to pitch to venture capital, and these limited partners are predominantly men. That is why it is predominantly men that get funded because people tend to invest in people they identify with, which mm -hmm. is why we need more women in the investment world at those pitch tables so that you're pitching to women that say, you know, Anna, I totally get what you're doing. This is a beautiful thing. You're filling a great niche. And there are hundreds of thousands of women in these various industries that you mentioned that you provide these um, footwear for, which uh, like we said, nuclear industry, scientists, aerospace, uh, the car industry, all kinds of manufacturing. And let's face it, manufacturing is one of the biggest, most lucrative niches in our country. And so what a huge demand as more and more women enter all of these uh, verticals for you to have a product that didn't exist that you can supply to them. Um, do you have anybody calling on uh, companies to buy these in bulk? That's actually something that we just started doing this year because we're a very small team. We're three and a half people and outsource a lot of the things um, along the way. I want to see uh, that half person. <laughs> she's, she's, 
she's a student so we will uh, so she worked for us part-time and we're super happy to onboard her full-time in June so it will be four full people (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this like the b2b side is takes a little bit more time but this year we finally saw that it's actually working um our strongest there might be somebody out there listening that might say hey that's my forte I could help them grow that so you know that would be amazing yeah that would be amazing that that is something that we want to focus on this year we've been very successful on the e-commerce side women who discover us decide I will not wait for the shoe shoe truck to come to my site and offer me like three terrible options of safety shoes I will buy these shoes myself because I love my job I want to be comfortable I want to feel confident and be safe so um, in mo- most cases, women who love their jobs and are very proud of what they do decide, like, I'm getting Xenas. But now they started talking to their companies and said, let's add Xena as the preferred vendor or as one of the safety shoe vendors or PPE vendors. And those women are the drivers that, that help more women get access to PPE that actually fits right, helps them focus on their job instead of being distracted. Um, like if you, if people read our reviews, you can see how much it impacts how women feel. So the goal is to help women just get the job done, be successful, uh, show up with confidence instead of being distracted by poorly fitting shoes. So. Right. And, and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, talking about, you know, our philosophy is about women helping women, women investing in women. And uh, one of the things uh that is important is if there's people out there that work for these companies is to, like you said, go to their heads and say, Hey, we would like to make Xena a preferred vendor for our women on our team. You know, so it is about that too, about women finding you uh, in those niches um, online, uh, but also going to the heads of their companies and saying, we would like to have this as our preferred vendor. So Lots of opportunity there too. Um, so as we're wrapping up, uh, how can people find you? Xenaworkwear.com. Yeah, and Xena spelled with X-E-N-A. Um, you can find us on um, on Facebook, um, Instagram. We're not super active on Twitter. <laughs> we try to balance that all out. But yeah, the website um is xenaworkwear.com or feel free to send me an email anastasia at xenaworkwear.com i'm always happy to connect especially if people are here in milwaukee um i'm on linkedin under anastasia craft i'm always happy to connect and learn more about women's needs we want to be the company that listens to what is needed for women in these industries since we started expanding into additional workwear as well and want to help women along the way and thank you so much for uh for sharing the message you're doing such such an important job to inspire more women to uh, become investors and you help the women running businesses to get the word out there thank you so much this is wonderful oh thank you anastasia well i i really applaud the work you're doing i hope if there's women out there that are in these industries and they need products create it that they'll reach out to you or that they're working for companies that need these products and they reach out to you, or they're a super successful woman who wants to give back and pay forward and help another woman build and scale her business. And and for that reason, to also reach out to Anna Craft of Xena Workwear. 
I am so impressed with what you're doing. I can't wait to see you just scale and soar this incredible business. And uh, thank you so much for being on today. Everyone, uh, of course, remember to also follow us on social media, uh, invest, in, uh, invest in her on Instagram and also our She Angel Investors um, on all of the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And be sure to follow uh, Xena Workwear as well. Remember, ladies, to invest in her. Thanks so much for tuning in and make it a great day. Thank you, Anna. Wishing you all the best. Thank you so much, Catherine. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.